Hi, everybody. This is Roy. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. Norway band Leprous are back with a brand new album called Aphelion, which comes out Friday, August 27th. I had a chance to speak with the singer and songwriter of the group, Einar Solberg, while he was out on a walk. And here it is. Check it out. Hey, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm out walking and uh, always walking while doing interviews. This is my standard routine. Well, good, man. Good to uh, good to talk to you. It's actually been a long time since you. I think I had you on here for a for a proper interview. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was for for Pitfalls, right? But yeah, it might have been for for maybe before. We might have. I don't even know if we did. Uh, I, I uh, think we did. I we think did. we did. Almost uh, sure about it. So uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, first of all, man, how how have you been? Uh, the last year and a half, I always like to ask that question lately. Everybody's been going through crazy times. How, how have you been through everything? Um, not as bad as uh, many, um, because we we kind of, uh, like, Norway hasn't been the worst place to be during this pandemic, because we didn't have as heavy lockdowns as many others. Right. Uh, and uh, our... And it was always possible to do something, you know, like we could always go to a studio to record or we could uh, do live stream. So, so we've been keeping ourselves uh, really busy, actually, during this pandemic and right away just ch- changed our plans for, from touring to being creative instead and, and to do live streams as well. So, so, so it's, it's been going quite well and I've started the... Uh, being even more out in the nature and doing some things that I didn't have that much time for before. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you can either sit down and think about how much better things were before, or you can uh, be more uh, like solution oriented and think what you actually can do about the situation. And and that's of course for some people it's easier said than done. But for in our case, we were relatively lucky, I would say. Yeah. I mean, how far into lockdown and everything did you guys get together or, or have a meeting or, or something and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start doing some live streams. We're going to do this. Cause you guys were really ahead of a lot of bands in terms of doing all that stuff and did it really professionally and, and everything looked really good. I mean, how, you know, was it sort of right away? You said real, okay, we gotta, we gotta regroup and figure out something. It was quite early on that we talked about the live streams. Uh, then we kind of had to, like like everyone, I think, like everyone in the beginning was kind of just a bit shocked by the situation. And we kind of wait for, is this something that is going to last? Is it, is it going worse? So, of course, we, we it took like a couple of months before we did our first live stream. But then uh, I think it took maybe approximately one month before we started planning it. And we're planning for that to be kind of, yeah, maybe one out of maximum two live streams during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we just started doing project by after project, and and we saw that okay, but there is there is an interest for this, and people continues to buy tickets as long as we keep on changing our uh, our um, um, sets and and do a different type of concept for for each uh, show and then people were kept being interested and it was quite interesting for us to do as well so uh 
So yeah. um, we, we never had this proper meeting. Okay, let's do this and let's do that. It was just like uh, quite like things just happen one after another because it's no, nobody knew or nobody still knows how long this is going to last. You know, so you kind of just take it a bit day by day and okay, it seems like nothing is happening still for the next couple of months. Let's do something there. Then let's do live stream there. Let's do this or let's record an album. Let's etc etc so you just we just took these things time like uh, yeah uh, just uh, uh, yeah. a bit uh, yeah. day by day yeah day by day <laughs> so uh well we got the new album of Felion, uh coming out august 27th a couple of singles out already actually three if you count castaway angels um and uh another great album from you guys again changing this, your style and sound a little bit, uh, trying out some new things. Um, you know, when you started to plan working on this album, uh, did you have something in mind of, of where it was going to go? Uh, or, or was it just sort of songs happened as, as you were starting to write? Yeah, it was a very song by song type of album. Uh, and, uh, we really just like, whereas, the other albums we've done has been a result of one big process. This album here has been a result of 10 smaller uh, separate processes. So, um, so it's, it's been a very different and more intuitive way of writing that we just... When we started, uh, like in the beginning, we didn't plan that it was going to be an album. But then later on, we changed our mind and we thought, okay, let's actually make... A proper album out of this and then we just did song by song until we had the full album and that's it yeah uh was castaway angels when you did that back in december i think it was or november of last year um was that part of an album at the time or you hadn't yet decided uh that there was that, an album that was the decisive song because that was song number five i believe uh so uh, for that we, we wrote for what was supposed to be an EP. Uh, uh, and so we just, uh, at that point, we decided, okay, no, let's make more music. Let's make this into a proper album. So, so uh, Castaway Angel was yeah, the decisive song for making it into an album. Yeah. Um, you know, you've all, always written songs uh, really from... Your your perspective, really uh, personal you know, lyrics about things you're dealing with and stuff like that. You know, it feels like that again is present on the record. Um, you know, lyrically, where were you coming from on this one, and and was it similar approach for you when you were writing? Um, uh, yes, uh, it was kind of where you where you can think of pitfalls as uh, the beginning of experiencing some new and very difficult emotions uh, a feeling is the much later stage when you've come more to acceptance with it but you still have some setbacks here and there and but still it's moving forward uh so um yeah so uh yeah so and it's moving slowly upwards as well despite the the the, um, the pandemic so uh, so of course like uh the the album itself can of course give an image of my life being 
extremely dramatic but of course you don't write about your typical everyday life in in <laughs> in an album it's more you kind of take the more spicy stuff from your from your life and and write about it so so uh, yeah do you do you kind of work out personal problems in your in your songs i mean is that is that how you help get through things you're dealing with through the writing do you, does it help you with that no and i never understood how people can like of course okay i wrote it down but i still have the problem i didn't work through the problem <laughs> right. it's just like pointed out the problem <laughs> so it didn't it didn't change anything so i think for me the only therapy for me in music is the sense of achievement and and the feeling of okay i'm still able to and it kind of makes me feel more like uh, it's it kind of i don't know if it can say it increases my self-worth but it, it yeah. kind of feel more like myself and like like i'm um achieving something that i'm creating something so it's yeah, um, I get it. yeah. Um, so so in that way it's helping me a lot but right. when it comes to writing about the actual thing i would say that it's good in that way like and some people say that it's easier to write when you're in a difficult state and when you're depressed and for me never work like that is much more difficult because you don't have that much energy and you don't want to the last thing you want to do is to work and to do something but but what it helps you with is that when you kind of manage to get a bit further then you have something to write about right and, and in that way it's it's good but uh, i wouldn't say that it helps me process the things but it's uh so it's more kind of for i write it almost more for others to feel like they're not the only ones who feel like this, you know, like because right. uh, anxiety and depression is quite universal. Once you've had it, it's it's not that huge difference between people necessarily. So there is a lot of similarities in how what people are going through. And but it can seem very much that you're the only person in the world who feel like this, and and that's kind of part of the anxiety and the depression. So it helps uh, it helps me to. To write about it in that way that I feel I'm writing about something meaningful and something honest. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah. Musically, though, there's a lot of different sounds and and styles on this record, and you guys have changed from album to album all, all the time. I mean, if you compare even this one to your first record, it almost sounds like a different band altogether. But uh, you know, I just want to point out a few of the tracks, like all the all the moments, which I think when I first heard that, I'm like, that this doesn't sound like it's I I think <laughs> I changed an album, but by accident when I was listening to it, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Uh, so musically, what were you guys doing that ended up with some new things? You know, who who brings in like an opening part of like all the moments and and how do you decide to make that a song? How do you know it's gonna gonna work with what you guys do? we don't uh and that's the part of the process you just do something without overthinking it and and especially that song uh is uh because we were doing the castaway angels uh project uh which was kind of we were planning to just be there and record that song and and that that's it but then we kind of finished it a bit earlier than 
uh, anticipated, which is not very typical for us. And then we had the like a one and a half day extra in the studio. So we decided let's just use that and try to make something from scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, and just record it right away. And, and let's just keep it really simple for now. And I can come back later and, and put it together as a proper song. Uh, so, uh, so we did, we recorded kind of the, the like rough skeleton of that song and with the finished guitars, uh, the rhythm guitars and drums and bass and, 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 and I had some kind of vague plan in my head about what to do with that song. Uh, uh, for example, that the first verse should be kind of almost a bit grungy sounding with the vocals in, in major key, which we don't do that often. Uh, and then I had this plan and to come back and to do some improvised uh, um, uh, piano part, uh, in the, which that piano part is completely improvised. And, and uh, on, as the second verse, but that I wanted to keep the same vocal lines just to change them to minor. So that despite that these two sections has nothing to do with each other, right. uh, you kind of glue them together with the vocal lines. So it was, uh, uh, so all the moments, it's just like, it's really like an improvised song more or less uh, that, uh, so that just the result of that one and a half extra day that we had and that I came back to to do the rest of the stuff and to glue it together, the separate section into one song. Uh, I did like a few weeks later. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. It's, uh, it gives it a sort of a fresh vibe uh, from from what you guys normally do, which is which is always fun to hear. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I also like the uh, the song Silhouettes, which is uh also really cool very interesting just a killer rhythm behind that um again was that sort of just experimenting in the in the studio no that song was more or less finished to be a part of the pitfalls album so we recorded it together with pitfalls mm, okay uh, so uh, but we didn't feel that the song fit together with the pitfalls album because it's kind of more light in the mode in the mood Right. Uh, and uh, and uh, the atmosphere is it doesn't give me a lot of pitfalls vibes. Uh, so so we decided to keep that song and for later. And so that's kind of was one of the songs that this EP was supposed to consist of. It was this one and on hold. Mm -hmm. um, that were the two songs we already had before starting this process. Right. So, uh, and, and you have a couple of singles, the opening track, Running Low, which is cool. That sounds a little bit more leprosy, if I can ah. use, that, use that word. Uh, very cool, very heavy. Uh, and then the, the recent one, Silent Revelation, which is a, a really cool live performance video. So, I mean, you guys live near each other. Are you all in Norway? So you can get together often easier to shoot a video like that. Is that how that works? Yeah, we 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 don't live in the, there is three people living in the same city and that's uh Turo, Gord and uh, Robin. I'm oh, sorry, just going uphill. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never done an interview while someone's going on a hike, so this is <laughs> It's not a hike, I'm just walking in the streets. Uh, because because I, I don't know, it's 
it helps me somehow to concentrate when I'm walking in and I get to burn some calories at the same time. Sure. So, so um, which is very much needed after this corona pandemic. You're right, I know. <laughs> uh, but, um, so uh, Toro, Robin and Bård, they live in Oslo. I used to live in Oslo almost my entire grown-up life. I moved back to Notodden, my hometown, uh, where I live more quietly now, and <laughs> in uh, not in an apartment, but in a house. And that's uh, one of the advantages that you when you move out from the, from the city. Right. Uh, uh, then you have uh, Simon, who has always lived uh, as long as he was a leprous member. He's living in Kristiansand, which is in the south of Norway like uh i don't know four hours away from oslo approximately but we tend to do a lot of things here now in my hometown because everything is much cheaper here and i know all the people here <laughs> with us where you can do rental of venues and everything and so uh in oslo everything is much more pricey so it's good to use your contact so we, we tend to meet up here in my hometown Noton, where lepers started uh, it's great. I mean, it's got to make life so much easier for you guys because so many bands nowadays, everybody lives everywhere else. And it yeah, makes yeah, it yeah. really hard, especially over this period of COVID. A lot of bands couldn't yeah, rehearse yeah. or record or t- do anything. So, I mean, it's... Exactly, exactly. Like, But recording is always possible, though, because yeah. you can record in uh, a different, uh, different uh, country. Uh, so, like... Uh, our, uh, we have like uh, Raphael did uh, was even a part of some of our live streams and he lives in Canada he just pre-recorded his parts and uh, and we uh, we put uh, like he, he also filmed it so we kind of put him on a big screen and uh, uh, mixed him into the show so it's everything is possible where there is a will there is uh, there are opportunities right for sure so what um you know when you when you listen back to previous records um and I know you you did some some uh, live streams where you revisited some of the older albums and things um you know when you listen to a, an album like the new one Ophelian, uh are, are you blown away sometimes by how the band has evolved I mean do you look back at some of the early material and some of it maybe doesn't fit with with where you are anymore as a as a person, or or, or do you still appreciate all of it? I like uh, we the oldest album we did was uh, bilateral, and and from bilateral we there is definitely quite a few songs that we've been playing on a regular uh, regular basis, and like uh, um, and being different, yeah, acquired taste, first entry here and there, yeah, uh, you know, restless we've done a bit and. Uh, uh, and also bilateral, actually, sometimes, uh, and torn. So, uh, so actually, most of that album we have done in kind of recent times. So there was just songs like uh, uh, "Painful Detour." Uh, that was uh, when we went into that. We were just like, "Oh, damn it! We have to play this <laughs> this song," and none of us liked it, and we thought it was a very messy uh, song, like. Uh, but then we decided, okay, but instead of just thinking about what we don't like about it, let's just make some small changes in the song and and uh, and like emphasize the sections that we do like and to kind of change a little bit the sections that we don't like. And 
And suddenly we had a song that we actually really enjoyed performing live and it wasn't that different actually. And I think all of our the old school fans that were listening to it actually the two people we spoke with they also appreciated this new version even more than the old version. So there is a possibility of staying true to a song but also changing it slightly, you know. So it doesn't it didn't take that much. It was just to to play a bit more with dynamics. Right. To emphasize the chorus a bit more, add a bit longer solo in the end, like a few things. And and so so that was just like, okay, but we were onto something back then for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of bands maybe that have been around for a long time go back to their older records and they they have a problem or, or struggle with how to approach something from that period when it when it was twenty years ago or, you know, things like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but recreating yeah. it, like you said, I think that actually might might be a way to, to get through that kind of thing. Exactly, and and uh, where we struggle a bit more is, of course, like with Tom because I had to, I did this uh, solo live stream recently, uh, and then uh, one of the most voted songs was White from Tom and Drum, hmm. and it's like uh, it's, it's a huge amount of different sections in one song. Not really my writing style anymore. Right. But um, actually, uh, like, so, but some songs have that effect when you play them and you think, yeah, but this is actually cool. <laughs> right. I had a bit the opposite effect on me that, oh, okay, I remember why I don't play this song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 uh, That's funny. so it's just like, but, but it's such a long time ago, you know, it's like, for, it's um since we I wrote that song together with Ben or like we wrote it together. It was like oh, I think we wrote it in two thousand and seven. Right. Uh or even maybe six, two thousand six. So, yeah, so fifteen uh, years, I mean that's Yeah, fifteen years and and we're just uh, kids back then, you know. So uh very inexperienced. So right. it was just like it's you don't really <laughs> you change a lot over the years to say it like that and your preferences often do too especially for me i'm a relatively adventurous person who like to explore new things see new things uh, see new places i'm not other other people are are more like to go in their routines and do the same things but I, I'm, I'm not like that never been like that uh, you guys are getting ready to go play some shows. Finally, you got to be excited about going back on tour. Um, what, have you already started rehearsing for that? Are you considering what you're what you're going to be playing? And uh, you got to be excited. I mean, for for actually finally yeah. being in front of people. Yes, but it's a bit like tricky to be excited too because, uh, and if it doesn't happen, which is still a chance since we right, live in right, Europe right. and it's not. It's not like it's one country like like America. Like we're dependent on on the rules from each different uh, country. So there is definitely still some chance that it might not happen, depending on how the situation goes uh, and whether people want to take their vaccine or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, but uh, so I'm I'm sure we'll definitely play shows in Norway. That's for sure uh, because. Uh, majority of the population there is taking vaccines and it's going quite okay here now when it comes to this 
tour in December. I just have big hopes, but I haven't started looking forward to anything yet, just out of experience. Not you. Yeah, uh, it's Eric, better to Eric, just yeah, wait. I mean, so many tours have been uh, scheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, but but bands started touring in the states now again, or yeah, yeah. There's there's shows going on all the time now. So. Um, oh. I mean, they had Lollapalooza recently, which had like a hundred thousand people all together for four oh, days. Oh, really? So, but uh, but you uh, know, and with COVID, all, COVID's with also all going back up. So who knows what's going? Yeah, exactly. I I was thinking that uh, it sounds risky with all those anti-vaxxers you have in the, the states. It's uh, it's it's crazy all over the place. So no no one really knows, you know, uh, how, yeah, what, yeah. what'll be from from day to day. It's always changing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, listen, man, uh, good catching up with you and keeping you company on your walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, was, it was great. It was great. Uh, congrats on another great record. You guys are awesome. Uh, I know your fans you so are going to love it. And, uh, God, I, you know, I was really hoping to see you guys for the Pitfalls uh, a tour here in the States. So I hope that uh, maybe next year you can come here for this this album. Well, hopefully that'll work out. Yeah, we were, we were planning to come two times for the Pitfalls album, but uh, <laughs> was postponed two times, and uh, so let's hope maybe next year. Yeah, you guys are one of the the best live bands out there for sure. So, uh, well, thank you so much, man. Yeah, uh, it's like the the last time I saw you guys uh, was uh, was incredible. So, um, thank anyway, you. Anyway, stay uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, good luck to you and the rest of the band, and uh, you know we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. <laughs> It was a pleasure talking. So, <laughs> thank you, man. All right, man. Bye. Bye, bye. Thanks to Einar for the interview. Don't forget the new album from Leprous Ophelion is out on Friday, August twenty seventh. Definitely check it out. For upcoming news, interviews, reviews, and more, check out PragaPort.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can check out the podcast on all our podcast networks, and also follow us on YouTube for special podcast episodes. Thanks. Bye.